Welcome to Season 5, Episode 12 of Weekend at Crombie's, when we should invite you to support the girls. Welcome, dear listener, to our final episode of the season, our December episode of Weekend at Crombie's. I'm Hugh, and we are mainstream. (laughs) And my name is Dr. James Evans Esquire. You can shape that thing someplace else. I'm just here for the burger and the fight. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. So so we shall uh, we shall without much ado. Let's let's see if how quickly we get through what is a fairly lightly plotted film, although that's never stopped us before. From, uh, <laughs> it's a fairly out. lightly plotted film. I'm not sure a lot happens in the film, to be honest. I mean, surely yeah. we can get through this plot relatively quickly. I mean, the, the only thing I would say to listeners is it does involve a, um, a a bar where women have not a lot of clothes on. So there could be it could be ripe for some humour. But um, <laughs> let's just hope we get through it. <laughs> we begin. Um uh, it, do you know what? Um, I'll, I'll, I'll caveat this a few things. When you said support the girls, I had no idea what this film was, and yeah. um, and so as, I, it, as it should be, That's as it should thing, be, isn't it? Go, I was going cold, but I was stuck. I was struck with dread um, because I remembered <laughs> round about this because I know the, the date was like 2018 when it was made. It was yeah. round about this time um, that. Um, like a hundred Nigerian girls were kidnapped, and oh, no. and I remember <laughs> yeah, Michelle right. Obama had got this huge viral campaign where they'd held a sign that was like "Bring back our girls" or "Help oh, the girls." Yeah, yeah, I yeah. thought, yeah. Oh, and I thought, was it called "Support Our Girls"? Oh my God, is James making me watch a movie about kidnapped Nigerian girls <laughs> that would be harrowing and awful? <laughs> and then after at Christmas, you were quite I relieved. Smile then. It. I was a little bit relieved when we began in a freeway. Um, Although, yeah. Yeah. I suppose it, it, what it does mean is that um, I suppose the film starts off with you willing it to be good then, I guess, <laughs> right? Because it, it's not the other film that you thought you might have to watch. Yeah, yeah. So, um, in fact, it is set in America. Um, not sure where it's set. Texas is set in Texas. Course, yeah, it's Texas, isn't um, it? Texas. And uh, the, the, main, the main set is where, um, where it's, um, it's placed is a sports bar uh, called Double Whammies, um, <laughs> which is a genius name. It's, Double Whammies is essentially a, a Hooters-esque bar where basically yeah, the, well, the waitresses don't wear many clothes, and that's about yeah. it. Um, that's, that's the selling point. Um, what's the, what's the, the beers, boobs, and... Big screens. Big screen. That's beers, it, yeah. boobs, big yeah, boobs, boobs, oh, boobs, and beers. Big yeah, boobs, beers, and big screens. Say it, boobs, beers. beers, and big screens. Let's just keep yeah. saying boobs. They <laughs> <laughs> managed to get the boobs out, ironically. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it is, it is. I mean, the, the great thing is they they pitch themselves as a family restaurant. It's not, it's not like it's, it's not a it's not a pole dancing club. The point oh, is no. that the, the girls just happen to be wearing you know um, short shorts and, yeah. and crop tops. Yeah. But you know they're it's very wholesome. You know the families come in or like that. And <laughs> it so, is quite wholesome. You see clips of little kind of vignettes of people having their meals, don't you? And there's a there's a, a husband and wife and their child eating um, yeah. at some point during the film. Yeah. So it, it is yeah weirdly. They're trying to be wholesome at the same time as as kind of titillating, I yeah. guess. Um, it's not the kind of place I think my mum and dad would have taken me. <laughs> it's, it's it's not Harvester, is it? 
it's not harvester. <laughs> oh, in my days, you went to the beef eater. That was quite nice. Oh, crikey, yeah. yeah. Get your beef crayons eater. given to you in there, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I digress. Anyway, we, we haven't even had the first scene yet. So in the in the uh, the parking lot of Double Whammies is Lisa, um, played uh, by Regina Hall. Um, mm. uh, played very well. She's the general manager and is kind of she's just wiping her tears away. So she's had a bit of a sob in the car yeah. and the day hasn't even started yet. Um, yeah. But she is the general manager and... Um, Basically, as, as she she starts the day, the whole thing is basically a day in her life. It's Twenty-four right? hours of um, Lisa's life, really, isn't it? I mean, yeah. But mainly, mainly in double whammies. But we do get some um, we do get some snippets of her yeah. um, out, outside of work life as yeah. well. And it's shot not quite in a documentary style. It's, it's, it's very it's film... style, isn't it? Yeah, but it's, it's not it's... quite as documentary as that. Yeah. The, the film camera work is is like movie quality, but it is very much. Yeah. We are following. Like I said, we, we had a very intimate moment of her just sobbing in the car. Um, it's but, it's uh, low key, isn't it? it, it yeah. Although it's cinematic in its yeah in the quality of the film, yeah. it's um it's low key in the way that it is yeah. filmed, I suppose. Yeah. So Lisa begins. She's interviewing lots of um lots of new um apprentices, lots of new trainees for the Tabitha waitresses yeah. uh, waitress <laughs> jobs. Well, I saw the interview. They're not interviewing. They're being uh, auditioned because uh, yeah. we learned that actually um, the the restaurant classes this is an entertainment job, which is how they can turn away people based on how they look, and they, yeah. they can't get done for it. Because um, this also mentioned they're only allowed to have one black waitress uh, a turn, a shift. Yeah, per, um, per shift. Yeah, they yeah. can only have one black waitress, one Hispanic waitress, etc., yeah, etc. Yeah. For diversity. Absolutely, got to be very. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> But anyway, so Lisa and uh, she's being a- a- ably assisted by um, the the perkiest of all waitresses, Macy, um, who just has a permanent grin and and, and, a, and, a, and a sunny disposition. Yeah, um, exactly. She's played really well, I think, by Haley Lou Richardson, who is in um, Edge of Seventeen. If you, if I would recommend that as a, okay. a film that, that she's in, that she's very good in as well. Okay, I mean, yeah, yeah Macy is actually quite funny because you know the yeah. uh, sort of the like there's a half a dozen um, girls and there's some of them a bit nervous, saying, you know, what about if the customers grab you? And yeah. um, Lisa's coming in with you know the line about there is no touching, we have a zero tolerance policy. Yeah. And Macy's like, oh, it does happen, but most, you know, mostly you can avoid it. Yeah. <laughs> and Lisa's like, shut up. Yeah, he says, I like to. The way that I laugh is, I, I just open my mouth really widely. So you know, you can do it. You can laugh however you want, but I find that that really kind of softens the conversation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I mean, this is at least his day. Can they also find that um, there's someone stuck in the uh, the ventilation shaft, which is quite comedic. It was an attempted robbery into the the, the room where the safe is kept, but um, it's just quite funny because the guy's just stuck in the air vent to, yeah. down there, and so the cops have to come and kind of pry him out. Lisa realizes that he is when when they weed him out. Finally, she recognizes him as the cousin of one of her her chefs, Arturo. Um, Arturo. So, so she again she quite you know just she basically goes up and saying Arturo you know I you I did see a cousin I didn't identify him to the police but you know you can't work here anymore yeah. um, and he, he kind of takes it um, and he's about to leave he goes hang on I need you to finish your shift first yeah, <laughs> yeah. It. it's quite a nice scene though because she says um she says something about um I can't, I can't remember exactly what it is but she she says um you know, you got to finish your shift and make sure you get paid. And he says, she says, you know, I, I, I try to be generous or something like that. And then he says, you're always generous. Yeah, it, it's, yeah. it's quite a nice thing because she's obviously well respected. Yeah, all the all the yeah all the staff below will come to her boss hub. All the staff below yeah. is absolutely respect her. Um, and like I say, she um she's, she's a good egg. 
Yeah, but one of the big um, things that's hinges around is Lisa is arranging a uh, an unorthodox, an off the books car wash. Um, so, uh, so a car wash uh, in double whammies, but basically they're going to pocket all the money and give it to another one of her waitresses who um, last night had a fight with her boyfriend and ran him over. Um, and yeah. this this is basically to um, to give this girl who's now staying at Lisa's house to get away from her because the boyfriend is violent and abusive. Yeah. Um, to give her this money to so she can basically get out get a lawyer, I think, so she doesn't yeah. get you know, sued by the boyfriend and all this kind of stuff. So she's um, she's convinced some of the the trainee waitresses to hang around and do the car wash. She's got um, she's got another one of her waitresses who comes in, who's um, whose name is uh... Shay, her name's Dan, Danielle, played by Shayna McHale. That's it. Yes. Who is a um, who is a rapper in real life. Okay. Uh, who goes by the name of Jungle Pussy? That's it. I did, when I saw the credits, I thought <laughs> oh, that's not usually. Yeah, but um, so yeah, Danielle um, is in one of her waitresses. Uh, she's again a single. She's mum. reliable, isn't she? Solid, but uh, but kind of also on the edge, I suppose. She she yeah, she is one of the yeah she was called one of the stars, but she just yeah, yeah has this absolutely disengaged look. Like yeah. I, I I cannot <laughs> be bothered with any of it, yeah. um, even though she comes to because she um because Lisa convinced her to flirt with. The uh, the basically the guy across the lot who's got an audio visual store, so they can yeah. borrow his music system to do the yeah. car wash, and she kind of rolls her eyes and ends up doing it. It's quite yeah. funny because yeah. she's just the whole kind of oh, can you show me how this works? I'd be so interested. And yeah. he he like he gets all eager. They sit down in the watch system, and with what they watch, and viewers who may not have heard our, our um, episode on the Soylent Green, but they basically what? watch the euthanasia video from Soylent Green. <laughs> they do, don't they? It's so weird. And and I might say not that romantic. No, not at all. <laughs> Despite the sofa recline slightly yeah, yeah. and <laughs> actually yeah he's, he's a very sleazy character i forget he's this yeah. jay he's um yeah. he's uh he's like again he's a um he's clearly very interested in danielle which is how they get in the sound system but uh lisa's like oh i've got to step out now but you know you'll be all right with danielle oh yes i'd, I'd never do anything you know non-consensual ever and she's like i would kill you <laughs> yeah and again, i would literally kill you <laughs> <laughs> this is danielle saying this she just looks yeah. like i would literally kill well, you and you imagine the way that danielle looks she would yes and could yes um, <laughs> Danielle, of course, has her own problems. Her, her, her she's got a young son, um, and he's not well, so he's he's off school. So basically, um, Lisa is arranging for another waitress to come and take him and, and take him home so she can look after him. So this is she has but many. Part of this places. is everybody has their problems, don't they? Really, it's a yeah. it's 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 kind of like a a working class environment, isn't it? Nobody yeah. is working there without some issues. Although the number one rule is no drama. Yes, yeah, which, which does not yeah. seem to be paid very well. Uh, for example, another waitress turns up who's just had an enormous tattoo on her midsection. <laughs> yeah, of terrible some, tattoo. Some, some baseball player. Yeah. Uh, and one of the rules is no visible tattoos for the waitresses, yeah. so she has to be fired. So, you know, she's... Uh, and all this kind of stuff. So Lisa is spinning many plates, trying to look after everybody, trying to take care of everyone. And she also, again, Lisa has her own personal... Um, she does, yeah, She's trying to look after her own life as well, isn't she? Well, she's getting separate from her husband, who mm. seems chronically depressed, um, which is in, uh, which is interesting because Lisa's basically saying she can deal with anything except for not trying. So the fact that her husband yeah. has given up, she can't either wrap her head around or, yeah. or cope with. It's not in her radar, is it? That, that yeah. you know, um, uh, I won't use the, the the exact word, but it's I can deal with effing up, but I can't yeah. deal with not trying. Yeah, and it's and it's because again, she's she's got waitresses all around her effing up in many different ways, yeah. and she's she's doing her best to help them. But um, Cameron, her husband, who who just again, he's actually depressed. Um, yeah. She can't deal with it. And in fact, but even though she is also trying to arrange the separation, she's she's going to apartment viewings that yeah. he can move into and this kind yeah. of stuff. Um, and 
yeah, he, he... it's quite a, it's quite a sad scene, really, isn't it? Because they're in an apartment together, and she's like, "I think this could work, couldn't it? I think this could work." And he's basically yeah. saying, "This this isn't going to happen today." Sorry. He says, "Yeah, yeah." He says, "This is one of the things you can cross off your to do list." Um, yeah, because yeah, yeah. first you didn't know what it, what she was no, doing I for. No. She was she was like chasing an apartment, and she was bringing him along. Yeah. And I thought, is she, is she, "Who is she looking for?" And then he realized, "Oh yeah," and she and she says to the least, "Oh, it'll just be for my husband." He realized, "Oh, they're getting separated," which is yeah, yeah very poignant. Yeah. Um, but meanwhile, while while all these plates are spinning, um. And we should mention, actually, uh, one of one of the trainees um, who was turned up is named Janelle, who was uh, who was touted, who was very keen. She wanted the job yeah. immediately, and she's touted herself as a marketing major, so she's clearly a student with, with great <laughs> ideas um, yeah. on how 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 this this sort of operation should run. Um, so she also we should she's uh, she's also in what you could call Chekhov's push-up bra, um, <laughs> which, which comes into play later because you, you it's established in the first act, and you know it's going to come off yeah, in the last you do, act. Don't you? Yeah. yeah. Um, but she, uh, Janelle, is uh, is taking part in the big car wash, um, and this is where the too enthusiastic. Well, she's yeah. This is the thing because because basically they're not having they're collecting money for the car wash, but they can't just say we're collecting for a waitress who ran over her boyfriend. No. So this is this is where support the girls comes from. It's like we're yeah. collecting it for the cause. What cause? Yeah. You know, you know, support and, and, and this kind of stuff. It's she, so Lisa's telling, you know. yeah, Lisa's tend to be as vague as possible. Yeah. Janelle's basically going saying we're doing it for boob jobs. Everyone's getting yeah. boob jobs. <laughs> and it's like I'm doing it for cancer. It's like no, no. <laughs> and Lisa was saying I like enthusiasm, but stop it. And then yeah. uh, and that's when she finds uh, Janelle kind of sprawling over a car, just rubbing up and down. And she goes, Janelle, stop it. We're mainstream. We're mainstream. Yeah, um, and, and this then, is where the boss turns up. This is when the boss turns up. Cubby, Ben Cubby, uh, who's a, <laughs> a, a, a short and rather sleazy little man, um, who yeah. is who's I think he's deeply suspicious about the car wash. He doesn't out and out call her on it, but no. he, he kind of says, you know, put the money. I'm taking it to the bank, and you're coming with me. Uh, so he's ranting in the car, but he takes yeah. him to a, a new franchise a restaurant called Man Cave. Man which Cave just sounds. I, I know the Man That's Cave is awful. an expression. It sounds awful. Yeah. Who would go to a place called Man Cave? Well, these these things are quite. They seem quite popular in America, don't they? Oh, there's loads of these kinds of places. Yeah, that's so sad. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, although, yeah, I think you know Hooters were almost dropped out of business in the UK. I think they're making a comeback. Um, oh, really? Yeah, there was. The, I saw. Yeah, people now like them more, but I. I mean, how can you enjoy your food when you just don't know where to put your eyes? <laughs> it's true, though, isn't it? I, I hate it in restaurants. People ask me if I'm enjoying my food. It's like I will shut up, <laughs> go away. It's like you, you, you've just got you've got an entire mouthful of you. You sink your teeth into the burger, and then the waiter pops up. It's like, are you enjoying it? It's like, yes, lovely. <laughs> Leave me alone. And if it, yeah, you, you can't say I'm not enjoying it when you don't get your mouthful of burger. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Also, it's a burger. What do you expect? It's not, you know, it's not like lobster beast. Of course, I'm enjoying it. It's not hard to make. There is, there is actually a montage of how things are being prepared when they show all the, the, the little sauces being squeezed into, <laughs> the, do, into yeah. the paper ramekins and the yeah. burgers slop, slop, slop. And I'm thinking, this is no big night. <laughs> no, no, it isn't, is it? Like, I, I did think that looks like a Weatherspoons burger. <laughs> yeah, this is no timpano of, uh, of homemade <laughs> pasta really quills. Isn't, no, it really isn't. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so Kirby has taken it to Man Cave and basically saying, we're going to get pushed out of business because this is the competition. Um, and then he uh, then he nearly well the same business happens it gets cut up on the, on the motorway um, or the freeway and then yeah. follows the person all the way home meaning to have it out with him like how yeah. dare you drive in front of me and he steps out of his car and this guy basically punches him in the stomach he says so, get off my property or get your breath back and get off my property so <laughs> yeah it's the most humiliating act of road rage <laughs> it's hilarious isn't it? oh no uh, he plays it quite well as well because he's He's punched in the gut and then he kind of stands up and goes, ah, it's all right, it's all right. And it kind of slowly crumples on the yeah. floor. 
so uh so lisa at this point is had enough she's probably driven by her crazy boss so she basically gets out of the van and says you know bugger off i'll uh and also uh, yeah cubby has repeatedly intimated he's going to fire her um or yeah. was tried to fire her previously or or she's her days, are, going, her days he said, yeah he's going to fire her this time because he didn't inform management of the um, the robbery, the robbery of the mat, you know, the uh, Arturo's cousin who was in the um, the air yeah. vent. Yeah, which seems unfair because a lot's been going on that morning, and this feels like it's a pretty normal day too. <laughs> yeah, just fish some fish some out the air vent, have a yeah. car wash. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the yeah, so he he say yeah, the you said the um, the first time you want to. Uh, you should fire the first time you fire someone should be when you think of firing them whatever mm. um, anyway so he's her he's just a not a very nice character is he he's and, and she lets him drive off she's not going back in the car with him okay. uh, so he drives off she has to get again camera to give her a ride home of course she's still got the the money uh that she took from the car wash in it in the yeah. wallet yeah. in the pocket um but she heads back to the the to double whammies and it's pretty much decided yeah she's she's out so Set she so she settles down as a drink as a, as a punter and and basically tells tells the gang off that's it's her final shift she's gone uh they're like you can't go yeah <laughs> you can't go she's like she's done yeah and in fact uh danielle has been intimated so a couple has already called danielle touting her to be uh mm. the next manager in fact i think it's it's when she sees danielle taking the call that uh, lisa realizes she's that her job is done and she kind of goes into the into the back which is her private thinking space and just basically flips the bird at god and the universe <laughs> yeah. and that's the very moment that macy decides to leap out with a glitter gun and we love you going, we love you you're the best lisa <laughs> it's quite a nice bit of comic timing isn't it yeah yeah so and again lisa again she uh she has a she has to have a jump start to get her car going, but she yeah. heads off in the end. I think by the way, Macy has confessed that she is also creating drama because she's dating one of the elder customers. <laughs> the elderly lawyer. Yeah, is, uh, <laughs> I think she's 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 looking. But well, yeah, she's very sweet to her, which I imagine yeah. he would be. There's yeah. almost certainly a sugar daddy thing going on there. But uh, she's uh, she, a. <laughs> the way she describes it, though, it's like she's found a hamster. It's like he's yeah. just so cute now. <laughs> of course, while all this is going on, the 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 tv cable has gone yeah because of the i think it's been connected to the um, the air vent or was close yeah. to the air vent when they cut the guy out so it's all been disconnected and everything and if they don't have sports on the sports bar they're a bit stuffed and there's a big uh, match big fight coming up big afterwards. fight yeah yeah so all this has to get uh, sorted out so uh, but before that happens i think lisa has, has gone home to find uh, that um that cameron has actually left he's just uh yeah he she finds um who's who's the one uh was it uh, Krista, who's the uh, it's Krista, Sh- no, yes, Shania. Krista. Shania. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sh- yeah Sh- Shania yeah. is uh, the waitress who ran over her boyfriend, yeah. so she's there saying, Thanks so much, Lisa, for letting me stay here. I need, I need yeah. today to get my head together. Cameron left, he said, You could keep the computer, and that's it, he's gone. But then, who should come out but Sh- uh, Shania's scumbag boyfriend on crutches, but saying, Oh, thanks so much for the money, we really appreciate it. Yeah, <laughs> she's obviously furious, she? yeah. It's not, it was uh, Shania's getting out of getting away from her boyfriend money, not their money yeah. to split. So she basically snatches the money back and tells him to bugger off. Um, Shania is obviously less happy with, with Lisa's charity then <laughs> and makes a fairly reasonable point that you know, helping someone out doesn't mean you can dictate their lives to them, but on the other hand, yeah, I'm with Lisa on this though, I do, I, I get it. And Shania isn't wrong, but she kind of is wrong. <laughs> but yeah, but Lisa really went on a limb to the point of losing her job to help yeah, Lisa out. Yeah, yeah, and, exactly. uh, yeah. And you, you could at least give her the money back if you're going to throw in her face out. So anyway, so uh, Lisa then got her money back, and in fact, then uh, calls Arturo, um, yeah. 
to do a favor because she knows that her knows the code to the safe because she he was going to break into it yeah. and so basically put the money back in um, um because no one because that way no one will be in the wise and they'll never check the security cameras if the yeah. money's back in so that's kind of resolves that and she uh she has a lonely bowl of soup uh which, which ends her day however the day's not over with the man uh, not man, double whammies because no, uh, it's all kicking off at double whammies oh, yeah because the cable is still out <laughs> and the crowd is getting ugly um yeah uh, so uh, yeah, as they as they as uh, as Cubby and the and the night manager desperately tries to reconnect the cables, uh, Macy is uh, is on top of the bar, basically yeah. trying to trying to improvise. <laughs> or, or she's just, stalling, isn't she? She's stalling wildly. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we yeah we all, we're a family here, aren't we? We're a family. We all love each other, yeah. aren't we? Great, and we're we're girls, aren't we? You've got to support the girls. It goes on and on and on. I did. I did think that she looked so precarious on top of that bar. Yeah. Also, she's trying to balance this enormous beer in her hand as well. A they big ass. The, a big ass of beer. <laughs> just to just took a sip and it's like, oh, that is a refreshing beverage I got there. <laughs> uh, I thought I thought someone's coming off the bar. I'm amazed no one did. But the bar is getting more rowdy because Jay, the electronics guy, is hanging around there. Uh, the waiter yeah. with the tattoo is is no longer working there, but she's drowning her sorrows too. So everyone's getting a little bit rowdy and dancing around in the bar and this kind of stuff. And Danielle, who was in line to be the next manager has uh, has decided to, um, to stand by Lisa and get a bit of revenge on Cubby instead. So yeah. she says, she says to Macy, I'm going to break rule number one. So she goes back to the place where the cable was repaired, gives it a couple of hearty thumps and the cable's out again. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> the crowd again, the, the fight had just started and now everyone's, oh my goodness, everyone's out really angry again. Yeah. Um, as people are getting more irate, so they're starting to abuse the waitresses, which is a, a definite no-no because Lisa's already turfed someone out for just making a, a joke yeah. at the waitress expense. She has she troubles, she has no bother. So they've turfed someone out. The people are getting rowdy, at which point Janelle leaps to the rescue and says to says to the night manager, I can save this. And he goes, Just do it then. Possibly unwisely. Yeah. <laughs> because Janelle then just takes by the bar, fiddles with her costume, and then hops up in the bar with half her boob hanging out. Um, <laughs> and of course it's mainstream, so it's they're mainstream. not allowed. And there's a and policeman. There is, and, yeah, and it's it's funny how like even sort of Danielle, who was who was quite happy to cause chaos, um, like tries to shush say, no, Janelle, don't do this, don't do this. Yeah, yeah. And and actually you can see the um, even the faces of the punters, like when it's not like they're shocked, wives, totally. they're shocked, but also like it's 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 not like woohoo, someone's naked, as as I think Danielle was hoping, because yeah. she was like, hi boys, everyone's like. It's basically like when a drunk woman's got her boob out. It's like, yeah, please, it's like get the fight back on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so everyone, everyone's a bit mortified. And then the cop has had, you know, he's basically, they don't have a license to be a strip bar. So he just closes the place down immediately. Yeah. So um, there's one in the eye for Kebby. And of course, Macy and Danielle both lose their jobs as a result of this. The next scene is an audition at Man Cave, isn't it? Indeed, the next day is uh, is uh, is Man Cave <laughs> interviews, and uh, this this is funny because there's there's just a, a blank corridor, and the interviewees go in one room or the other room, and one room yeah. has a camera on a tripod, <laughs> yeah. where all the waitresses are tripping off to, and the other room has a desk where you can actually be interviewed. Yeah, and that's and where the managers go. Yeah, and Lisa is heading for the desk yeah. where she is being interviewed by a woman with absolutely enormous teeth. Um, <laughs> Yeah. I don't know if they've been, yeah, been capped, but she's the biggest smile because she's a, she's a former man cave waitress, but she's now management and um, she's basically yeah just I saying. I wouldn't even say she's got a big smile. She's she's got huge teeth. Yeah, yes. How do you get big teeth? You get them capped. <laughs> she's had more than one cap on them. Because you know that you know that Ben Affleck uh, had his had his teeth capped by order of uh, Michael Bay. Really? Yeah. When he was at, when he was doing Pearl Harbor, he uh, he didn't have big enough teeth. What you watch the early films, watch the the yeah. uh, that Goodwill Hunting. Uh, they said and quoted Michael Bay, "You're never going to be a major movie star with those little rat teeth." 
<laughs> or those little baby teeth. So he oh, had, man. so he, so he, he trooped off. This is the power directors have. He trooped off Ben Affleck to the dentist, got his teeth capped, and that's why he's got bigger teeth. And there's me thinking it'd be like nutrition or something. <laughs> like, yeah. you, if you drink a lot of milk, you get big <laughs> well, teeth. Teeth grow bigger. <laughs> yeah. You're thinking of rodents whose teeth were always growing. That's why they yeah, maybe, that's it, maybe yeah. Ben Affleck is sitting there just gnawing the table late now just to keep his big teeth in order. <laughs> well, there we go. She has huge teeth. She so has huge teeth, and yeah. and she is again. She's. She's very kid because basically Lisa's is yeah she says I, it's boobs, bruise, and big screens. There's you know, yeah. no illusions about the role, but um, yeah. she whether she gets a job or not, we don't know. But we we know that um, Lisa is kind of looking askance at this interview because she's basically saying, you know, the uh, the waitresses they're not that bright, are they? And yeah. the good thing is they're so young they're kind of replaceable, aren't they? You yeah, which is completely antithesis to Lisa's view of the world of, of creating them like a family. And, yeah. uh, and as she steps out, who should also be auditioning? Oh, but yeah. uh, Macy and Danielle who get lost their jobs. So they uh, they meet up and decide to have a farewell drink with a, a, a on the roof. Bottle, of, bottle of liquor stolen from the uh, <laughs> yeah. double whammies, their their severance pay. Um, they they neck back their their drinks and uh, that's the end. Isn't it? Reminisce about the world, and then they yeah. end it by screaming on the roof very loudly. Yeah, they do. It's it's, cath- it's a cathartic release, isn't it? Yeah. And then the the film kind of cuts out mid scream. Yeah, I just didn't know what was going to happen because because there was one point when uh, when Macy is sees a woman crying in the parking yeah. lot and just leads up and saying, yeah. "Hang in there, girl, you'll be yeah. fine." And I thought, <laughs> is she is Macy going to fall off the roof? How's this going to end? Where will this? I think that would be too dramatic for this film. That's what I was thinking, but I thought yeah. it's Texas, so we're going to shoot her. It's like it's just like because <laughs> I I'd have, I'd have absolutely no idea how it was going to end. I thought it can't just end them on the roof having a chat, and it does. They end the roof yeah. having a chat, and that's the scene. That's the scene. That's the end of the film. There we go. That's it. That's uh, support the girls. Very good. Very good. That so, reasonably swift. Reasonably Still swift. Still half an hour. The other thing is the film's 90 minutes long, which is always a good thing. Oh, yes, absolutely. Can't fault that. So uh, I think uh, having now recapped everything in support of the girls, we'll uh, invite you to get hold of a big ass of beer <laughs> as, we, uh, as we take a short break and we'll be back with some analysis. Is that more to your liking? I'm keeping that one in. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Welcome back, dear listener, as uh, as we go into the final or or penultimate furlong of our weekend at Crombie's year of 2022. Not to be confused with the 2022 end of year show or indeed with the little special that we've got prepared for you for the final week of 2022. So to be honest, you're not done with us by a long chalk yet. No, in fact, I would say in all, there's about half as many weekend at Crombies to come. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I wouldn't normally say this, dear listen, but I pity you. I just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We I we only have to be record your it. You've got to listen to it. <laughs> but but let's get let's refocus now. Support our girls, James. Why did you choose support our girls? <clears throat> so, um, a couple of reasons I, I wanted to um wanted to watch support the girls. So this this was released. A couple of years ago, 2018, it was released. And I I recall um, at the time, I suppose a couple of years ago, I used to I used to watch a lot more, a lot more newer films than I do now. I tend to watch broadly kind of older films, really, um, just because I suppose the, the pandemic has changed the way that I watch films a lot. Actually, I don't go to the cinema very often. And so there are more options to watch films that are perhaps slightly older, different classics 
on streaming sites. So I tend to do that. And um, in, in 2018, when this was released, I would have been a bit more into the kind of latest releases, um, you know, reading Sight and Sound magazine or um, various websites and listening to various podcasts about films and so on and so forth. And Support the Girls was a film that piqued my interest because it had, it, it was relatively well critically received actually um and a lot of the a lot of the things i read about it and heard about it was really positive um and so at the time i was thinking oh i might try and catch that at the cinema when it when it comes out um because it sounds like it might be a little bit up my street i suppose in in the sense it sounds like it might be quite funny quite warm-hearted all that kind of stuff and then of course um it it just fell off the radar it it did get a cinema release but it 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 made almost nothing and in america it made less than i think two hundred thousand dollars so it did nothing at the box office at all and i can kind of understand why because there's not there's no major stars in it and it's pretty low key yeah, but the, maybe you should have gone to see the cinema because it would have doubled its profits there yeah, maybe maybe i should have I, I actually think i looked for it but it wasn't playing anywhere in the midlands you know when I, I glanced at the box office and I thought, wow, this has done fantastically well for a low budget film. It's made 132 million. <laughs> and I thought, oh, no, I've missed the comma. It's made 132,000. Yeah, it made $132,000 at the American box office. And I think it just go, whatever I think of the film or not, I think it, it, it's an example of films like this, which are quite low budget and a little bit kind of quirky I don't like the word quirky but a little bit kind of left field I suppose yeah. get squeezed out don't they they get squeezed thing, out yeah. of the market yeah because I remember again it's a long time ago when uh, uh, my good lady wife and I had uh, like season tickets to go to the cinema this was about 15 years ago yeah. so we'd yeah. go and see everything yeah and you could and you could then see everything and You'd catch we, something you wouldn't necessarily normally watch right yeah, indie, indie films low budget films really yeah. bad films because um, you might as well exactly and Again, I wonder if you'd even see that now. Again, and I hate to say this, the reason, almost the reason we were able to do this, because we live in a pre-Iron Man age, and, uh, and yeah. kind of the uh, yeah, the, yeah. the monopoly, the monopolies of the, of the big franchises have just squeezed out everything in between. Well, um, they do, and, and cinemas now, they need the franchise movies to survive. Yeah, yeah. They can't survive on smaller budget films that people aren't going to go and see or not going to go and see in the numbers, unless you're more of an art house cinema, which is a slightly different thing, I think. You'll always have some kind of market there. Yeah. Um, films like this are genuinely squeezed out. And this was before the pandemic that this was released. So I can imagine it's only far worse. And I'm guilty of this for not going to the cinema much anymore because a lot of this stuff happens. How, what, what I would say, though, is that if I hadn't heard, heard about the film through a lot of the reviews of it, um, when it when it came out when it was released on Amazon Prime recently as part of streaming, I wouldn't have heard of it. I don't yeah. think, and I wouldn't have chosen it to watch because I don't. It's probably not something that I would gravitate towards. You know, if I were to read the synopsis of the film or watch the the trailer, I, I'm not sure that it it really you know catch it, captures my imagination. It was mainly only because I, I'd heard good things about it and thought, oh, that's now on streaming, right? Okay, I might give that a go. So it'd been on my watch list. I thought, well, actually, given that it was so little seen, yeah, um, yeah. maybe it is, maybe it does deserve a little bit of being brought into the light. There's a couple of other things as well, which I think uh, why I wanted to choose it. It um, it it's a film. I think that we don't often cover. So firstly, it's a new film. We don't often do new films. Um, and it's it's actually the newest, the newest or the, the, the newest film that we've seen since um, Carrie Peelby, which we watched in July 2019 in season two of Weekend at Quantum. So it's been a while since we've done something as new as this. OK, that wasn't a very recent film, Carrie Peelby, was it? It was like it was 2016. Mid- oh, OK, it was quite recent. OK. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
I suppose now that's what seven, nearly seven years ago. So it's not that recent. But I suppose we can become this is an old, old franchise in itself. It, it is. It is indeed. Um, you know, but we don't often watch films made in the 2010s, for example. I think those are the only two films we have watched. So um, that was. I found that quite. You know, something slightly different. Bit, bit of a change. Also. And I don't think it's um, I don't think it's unique to Weekend at Crombies, but it is also quite hard to find films which have an all female ensemble cast, or at least the majority female ensemble cast, which is also led by uh, a black woman in her fifties, Regina Hall. And um, I th- those things put together kind of made me think, well, let's let's I I'm quite happy to fall on my sword here, and if it isn't very good and it doesn't really click. Fair enough, but it might just be worth watching. Okay, well, that's fair enough then. And so, should we dive into the themes of it? I mean, it's it's. I suppose it has the. It does again. I suppose, of course, it has themes. It's, it's yeah, very, it's a very thematic film. Um, <laughs> it's more of a thematic film than it is a plot-driven film, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. I mean, I, I do, as much as I like a good plot, I also do like that kind of day in the life films. Yeah, and you can from dust till dawn. You get to see everything that happens in an ordinary day yeah i do as well and um what i uh what i I think the film is quite slight okay i mean i don't mean that negatively necessarily um but uh, uh, when you look at it at face value it you can look back at the film and go well nothing really happened in that (laughs) or (laughs) or or it it was a bit aimless i guess is probably more accurate than slight It, it meandered from one scene to another it meandered but i mean purposefully i guess in that regard because what it enabled as a consequence was for you to get a real feel for particularly lisa's character and the interaction that she had with her colleagues on the basis that you weren't really looking for um you you weren't really looking for kind of sketches because this is nominally a comedy i suppose but i think it's more of a drama than a comedy it it has comedic moments in it. it's warm-hearted i guess but it's not laugh out loud funny i don't think um it just has it has the funniness of everyday life but nothing yeah it it does comedy moments no and so unlike unlike some kind of marketed films are comedies they rely on skits or sketches really within the context of the film that bring the laughter this doesn't really have that um but what and 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 that's okay but what it enables then is is an immersion into um how lisa interacts with um her you know double whammy's family i guess and how she also deals with her own family strife and issues too and and the, the way that she does that um and how that character is kind of portrayed um, in that context as well. I mean, I read somewhere that um, one of the reviews of this, when it came out, was this is this is a, a, a one of the most accurate representations of what working class America is like at the moment, in the sense that you have people, and I wouldn't necessarily say that these are people on the breadline per se, yeah. but they're people with issues, I guess. They have troubles, um, but they try and work hard. They do the best that they can with the things that have been given to them um, to a certain extent. And Lisa kind of probably exemplifies that in that context. So she's a very engaging character. And I think she is, yes, she's very admirable. You immediately get on her side. You do, absolutely. And I think if you view the film as, I don't know whether, it's probably a character study, I suppose, a small scale character study um, about uh, an individual who is dealing with very 
simple minutiae of everyday life. And that sounds a bit dull, <laughs> I guess, when you describe it like that. But there are there are enough characters in the film for it to be engaging enough to carry it through 90 minutes of relatively aimless plotting. Yes, think, yes. Which is odd to say, but, you know, it's company. It's, it's, it's good company to keep. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point there. Um, what was I thinking of it? Uh, similar thoughts. I think one one thing I, I would I, I'm all with you in terms of you follow the characters around and it's 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 very good. Again, Lisa is I wouldn't say in control, but she's certainly she's just on top of everything. She's you know, she's she knows the stuff that's coming in. She's yeah. managed to keep the plate spinning. She's yeah, doing all the stuff. She's more with it than a lot of the others, isn't she? She might yes, not be completely yeah. in control, but yeah. she she. I think it's probably her, she's a bit more experienced. She's yeah. a bit more world weary, I guess. It was interesting that she was saying to one of the people towards the end that she was one of the most selfish people. Because obviously they're saying how incredibly selfless yeah, she yeah. is. She, yeah. And it might be she's referring to the fact that she, by by helping everyone else, she's able to ignore her own problems yeah, because cool she's because she's just able to focus on, on fixing everything else, yeah. which is something that Shania kind of threw in her face. But basically, she, she I don't think that takes anything away. She is an incredibly selfless person. She's doing an awful lot for the people that she regards as a family. And in fact, it, it's telling that kind of one of the last scenes was her definitely taking against the idea of the man cave representative saying yeah. these girls are stupid and replaceable. And it's like, well, no, they're not. They're family. Yeah, absolutely. And um but but I think the film is populated with it's it's full of those little truths, isn't yeah. it? So uh, it's, I also think actually, one, yeah. sorry, uh, but one, uh, to finish that, one of the one of the really nice truths is Lisa never actually says that. She doesn't say you're wrong, these girls, because in, in a more no, in a more she, mainstream no. film, she'd have got up, made a speech, set it out, and thrown the job back in her face. Yeah. But you know, she's probably going to take the man cave manager job. And yeah, she's going to smile and, and take yeah. that crap, and she just does that. And you you know what she's thinking because you've informed by her actions of the film and how um, Regina Hall is selling it in the interview. Mm. She's just nodding, smiling, and you know, being being dutiful. But you also know that. Yeah, she doesn't believe in it, but she will. She will go along with it. Well, she needs the job, right? So yeah, this is how it is, isn't it? And what she yeah. might do in that context, if she's successful in the job, I would imagine that she would try to impose her. Well, impose is the wrong word, but try, try to try to get across her own thoughts and feelings about yeah, yeah. employment rights and practice. <laughs> yeah. You know, which which is which is admirable. Um, and it, I like in that interview, I like the way that um, it's something I might. I don't know. When, I think it's very American, I suppose, really. But she starts the interview by going. So Lisa starts the interview by saying, so tell me about yourself to the person who's interviewing her. <laughs> and I, think, I might try that in an interview. Tell me, tell me about yourself. Well, what makes you tick? And I'm like, well, hang on a minute. We're interviewing you. It wouldn't work in the UK. I don't think we're too cynical. I tried an Americanism uh, interview style once and the interview was so thrown they had to return to their bit of paper saying, that's a great answer. I'll remember that for next time. I think I went... Um, I've 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 really enjoyed talking to you. Is there anything that um that I haven't answered that I could answer already that would make you you know is one of those kind of what oh, what yeah. can I how can I put your mind at rest about this job? Yeah. You're like well we don't have a scoring system for that. But nice, good, good, good initiative there. Important <laughs> lesson: oh, never no. take the initiative in an interview. <laughs> oh dear. Um. Yes. So I think I think the film is is it's chock full of those little truths i guess really and it, when i say that the film is quite slight or it, it's it's aimless i think it does quite a good job in in revealing things about the characters that um are, you know aren't always um positive necessarily but they are they're i suppose they're true to life to a certain extent i mean i, I find the film the film isn't contrived 
which is quite refreshing in comedy films. I think comedy films tend to be quite contrived in a lot of cases, unless they're you know de- deliberately contrived often. But this one isn't. It 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 settles into a very low key, almost almost kind of sleepwalking plotting i guess really which i i I admire i think if i'm honest i would have quite liked a little bit more to the story um being completely frank i I enjoyed my time with the characters i enjoyed the 90 minutes i spent in double whammies not for the obvious reasons but because actually it seemed like quite a nice place to spend the time but um I, I, i don't know there's something about I needed I needed a little bit more of a common thread in the film that wasn't simply Lisa's character is really nice and yeah. good. Well, that's and interesting. Solid. Yeah, because I, I I was thinking the same thing. I either wanted more or less. I thought yeah. if this is, this is going to be a day in the life. I do want it to be just a day in the life. And like by the end of it, you know, Lisa's locking up the door and saying we got through that one. Same time next next. Yeah, same exactly. Time tomorrow. And it's not actually. It's it's half the car. Half the people got fired and the the, the pile got closed down and all this kind of stuff. So it was yeah. a it was a momentous day in the life. But it also wasn't that momentous because life just kept ticking on. They just kept they got new jobs and they and they carried on in you know still being waitresses and managers and and it carried on. So it was like not a lot happened, but too much happened. Uh, yeah, I, I think I agree with that. I, yeah, I, yeah, de- definitely. So, um, I, I liked the start of the film when you had the uh, Alver, um, Arturo's cousin in the event. Yes. Um, and I thought, you know, it, actually, if that's the most interesting thing that happens in the film, I'm, I would be relatively comfortable with that. Yeah. Because it seems to me like this is a kind of place where things like that could happen. They do yes. happen. Um, and so let's have a bit of that. It didn't. It didn't really need to go down the. The, it didn't really, uh, yeah it wasn't you know it it didn't go it didn't go too full and it and it and it didn't go too little either i think it, it it mismatched it a bit in the middle which which kind of took me out of it a little bit that's not to say that i didn't enjoy my time with the with the with the characters but nevertheless it, it's hard to explain in a film like this right because you can probably tell that what i'm trying to do is i'm struggling to articulate what it is that really would have worked better but yeah. fundamentally it's quite a small scale film isn't it yeah and so therefore there isn't a huge there isn't a there's there's a narrow band of kind of criticism and thought process that you can give to it <laughs> right it's an odd yeah. one it's, I don't, it's unusual in terms of the films that we do talk about because the films that we do tend to talk about have a much broader spectrum and scope and this this doesn't other than other than it reveals things about the characters which are interesting it is a small scale day day in the life right it's not like it's the day in the life of denzel washington's character in training day yeah which yeah. is like incredible you think yes. oh, blimey o'reilly <laughs> this is wow this is what you know yeah. um it's so i'm not sure but what's, what other films where you just had a day in the life where it has just been a day in the life because there's been other things like that too where it's friday is a good example yeah um although you know if it, it's it's um I think it's, it's Ice Cube and Chris Rock, isn't it? In Friday, I can't. Yeah, it is. And they're trying to, I think they're trying to score some weed, aren't they? They spend the whole day just trying to get weed. Okay, That's it. Yeah. That's the yeah. whole day. So, and you know, it's just their interactions with yeah. people. And it's it's fun and it's a good film and that kind of stuff. But nothing much happens in it. Yeah. And after uh, hours again, it's just the things where yeah, the yeah. mundane is just played out for the whole time. Yeah, it is. I suppose also to a certain extent, it's like Reservoir Dogs is a bit like that as well. No, not Reservoir Dogs. Sorry, Pulp Fiction. Yeah, was... it's, it's kind of like a day in the life, isn't it? It's just it's just very intricate. Yeah, 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 yeah violent in the life. But you think, yeah, probably that that's just another day of the office. But yeah, that kind of stuff. Um, 
but yeah so it's uh, it's yes and i'm again the only i guess character you can really get and wrap your head around is lisa's everyone else is is it's basically seen seen yeah seen through through her her prism of um yeah what she looks at so again it's uh she's either got you know the the girl she can trust like macy and danielle she's got the ones that she she can't like janelle um yeah. there's again the the boss cubby again the fact that cubby fired her rather than this was a constant cycle of cubby threatening to fire her but never yeah. actually going through with it this yeah. I was like, oh no he actually he's because i was wondering because he, he you know he kept on Looked like she'd got away with the big the, the car washing yeah. scam for a minute for a minute, and I thought, oh no, is, is he not fired? Has she got away with it again? Is he just too indolent to actually mm-hmm. care about managing his restaurant? And she gets a free reign. How you know how does, how does this work? And it turns out, oh no, she did overstep and she did get caught. And she... yeah, and this is why there's a truth in this a little bit as well because I think in other films it would have it would have sidestepped that a little bit, or what you would have seen is that the, the cubby character would have respected Lisa. Do you know what I mean? She's like, he he respects what she does for double whammies. Yeah, but yeah. I don't think that would be the reality of the situation. Yeah, In real yeah. life, he would fire her because he's a he's a scummy business person. So yeah. he does. Because he thought he could just promote Danielle and yeah. thought, again, churn, yeah. churn through the uh, the staff yeah. as they as you always do. Yeah, you're right there. There wouldn't be the case of, you know, you're, you're driving me crazy, Lisa, but you run a great double whammies. And the, yeah. Because, the, again, double whammies does seem to be good. They have regulars there. They, um, they you know, it, it seems like a decent environment because the, the fact that when Janelle tried to raise the stakes, no one was interested. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> yeah. this kind of stuff. And, and the fact that people who were causing trouble, like there's an incident with a biker where Lisa just yeah. clears them out immediately. Yeah. Um, and and causes no truck with it and this kind of stuff. So it's this, yeah. She, she clearly does a good job, adds value to the to the whole place, looks after the staff above and beyond. Probably um, more so than any other manager might do. And yet, yeah, Covey isn't really bothered. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's probably the the the, the reality of the situation. I think partly my my reticence of going full in with support the girls is it. I I don't know. I don't have the experience of that kind of service sector in in the way that it's presented here yeah and and so i can understand everything that's going on with that i can kind of emp- I, I can't really i can empathize with it to a certain extent as well but i would imagine this is a this is quite an accurate discre- a, a quite an accurate representation of what a service sector job in in kind of working class america is like yeah. Right. You know, there isn't a lot of job security and, and Lisa has to do firing, too. So there isn't really sentimentality in it. She can respect her staff, but she still has to fire one. She fires Arturo, for example. Yeah. And she um, fires the girl with the tattoo as and well. She fires the girl with the tattoo. She doesn't particularly want to do it, but she does it. And yeah. so there is a hard edge to it in a kind of like, you know, there's an economic view of the world here as well, which isn't particularly nice. And I would imagine that that is really what a kind of working class service sector in industry is like in America. Um, it's just quite far removed from my experience, right, to know how to kind of, I suppose, get into the character's mindset in that regard. I think Regina Hall does a fantastic job at getting me there, I will add. She's, she's he's, you know, a fantastic performance in this film. Really good. And in fact, all the performances are really good in this film in different ways. Um, yeah. There's a very just... naturalistic style to it. Again, that's why it feels like almost a documentary because, again, they um, no one is is 
is performing in a big way. See what There's I mean? no There's theatricality no... to it, is yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. There isn't really any... Even the even the stalling by Macy at the end and, and the nipple show, it's not really theatrical per yeah, se, is it? Yeah. It's, it's like fly on the wall almost. Because um, Macy so, isn't suppose, doing a fantastically yeah. good job. She, she's she's a good waitress and is able to control the crowd, but she's not sort of doing three acts from the music man at the top there. <laughs> she's basically stalling in the way that someone who is a reasonably confident speaker is able to stall. <laughs> so yeah, not, yeah, it's not she, brilliant, she, is it? Yeah, she's it's just, not Hamlet. She's just winging it yeah <laughs> yeah exactly and again that's that's a really nice touch yeah yeah but um i suppose in the context though it, it's it's never going to be you know paths of glory though is it you know it's <laughs> it's never going to be that kind of i'm never i suppose i'm never going to go whew, support the girls whoa <laughs> like, incredible you know yeah. it was just it was 90 minutes that i found I enjoyed the company of the characters. In some respects, it's kind of it was a bit, huh? <laughs> but okay, fine, right? Yeah, and I suppose again, if you're if you're looking at you know why it didn't do so well in the cinema, it could have been again like this is a Netflix streaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah and a nice one hour, nice ninety minutes. You'd watch, you think, oh, that was nice, but that's it. Well, it wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if at some point in the future it it, it turns up as a series. You know, it's like a, a sit, not a sitcom necessarily, but a comedy drama on yeah, on yeah. HBO or Netflix. You know, and this might be the pilot. I could easily see if this had been a pilot of a a new a new TV show. Set yeah. it's set a bit like Cheers, but I suppose kind of updated and and with a slightly more kind of working class edge to it. I guess really. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Because um, it's filmed a bit like that, and I guess you know again. I'm I'm not massively keen on that verite style of filmmaking, um, particularly. But it, it did it it did work in this as well. I mean, this film probably doesn't make for fantastic commentary and debate. Ultimately, <laughs> right? Yeah. Really, um, <laughs> it, it doesn't, does it? It, it doesn't, doesn't does it? There isn't a lot to talk about with it. And I was thinking that when I was watching it, because I suppose my biggest anxiety with the film was, well, what are we going to talk about? Oh, my God, what are we going to talk about here? But it is what it is. Yeah, much, much better for something that I'd absolutely hate or horrify me, because I can go on for hours on that. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> um, anything else from your perspective, Hugh? Uh, I can go straight into the uh, the films like it. But in terms yeah, of the on. film itself, uh, no, I think we've, we've covered the ground. There was... It was pleasant. There wasn't like the ground to cover, but yeah. But in terms of films similar to this, um, again, we've talked about similar day in the life films. I yeah. suppose in terms of um, this type of theme, there's a much more, I guess, um, Hollywood style thing in a film, Coyote Ugly. Um, oh which, yeah, course. which is again a similar. Which is is Coyote Ugly is an actual franchise that does this um, kind of stuff, and and that's about you know small town girl comes to the Coyote Ugly and yeah, this kind of that, stuff. yeah. Yeah. And it's a similar cast of characters, but they sing a lot more. Than they they yeah. dance around. It's it's, it's more um it's more flash, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. It's yeah. A, so I've never seen Coyote Ugly actually. It, it's not. I guess not bad. Uh, yeah. From what I remember, I saw it years ago. Um, but yeah, it's a uh, it's good fun. Uh, what else was there? Um, I'm sure there was another one I was thinking of, but it's uh no, that was probably that was probably the one that first came to mind. When I was thinking, oh, this is similar to that. So I I've got one. Um, oh well. It's a film I saw a long time ago, I have to say. It's got Ryan Reynolds in it. It's called Waiting. Um, and again, it's for me, it's almost like the male version of Support the Girls. Um, and Ryan Reynolds plays a, a waiter in a restaurant uh, in this kind of kind of low key down at the heels restaurant. And um, it's basically 90 minutes of not a lot happening, but 
the interaction between Ryan Reynolds and I think Anna Faris is in it as well. Um, And the cast of crazy characters who are the customers um, and, and, you know, the dealings that they have to do. And again, nothing much happens in it. I have to say, Support the Girls is infinitely better. Um, (laughs) It is honestly infinitely better. It's much far more professional film, I guess, really. It feels a lot more warm hearted, a lot more touching. There's a lot more kind of depth to support the girls. But waiting is interesting because it's got a very early um, performance by Ryan Reynolds. And, you know, he he's you know, when you watch a film that's basically terrible, but there's a star in it who at that point wasn't a star. Yeah. yeah. And you could just see that they're going to be one. Yeah, yeah, and he was exactly because he's he's he doesn't his performance doesn't deserve to be in that film. It deserves to be in a better (laughs) film. It's he's very good in it, and you can see why he's going to be a big star. But it is a it's not a great film. But it's almost identical to Support the Girls, except it's about men. Okay. Um, in that context, so I mean, well, (laughs) they don't wear you know skimpy tops and (laughs) and pants. I don't mean that, but it's it's that kind of almost you know the kind of Jay and Silent Bob, um, Yeah, 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 kind of approach. To, to, to that kind of stuff a bit, a bit slacker in that in that context so that's the film that I would choose um, I wouldn't to be honest I wouldn't seek it out honestly um, really <laughs> it's not great but if, you, if you're a Ryan Reynolds completist yes then perhaps that is worth watching I, I don't want to sound too I feel like I'm being a bit down on support the girls I would say I would heartily recommend this film yeah well let's get let's save the save that for the, yeah, uh, for okay, the scores right, let's but, do that. Uh, yeah. let's get uh let's shimmy off uh with a <laughs> with a twirling hula hoop and perhaps a bucket of suds until we get to <laughs> get to the uh the finale of uh 2022 oh crikey welcome back i hope you're not too despondent by the absence of a foosball table but we've made it to the end and uh, and we shall now get to the, the exciting part. Oh, not the end. No, it's <laughs> oh, the... that's my joke. <laughs> it's the scores. <laughs> what are the scores? James, as tradition befits, you are scoring support the girls first. Will yep. you support the girls? Um, so uh, I might have revealed slightly what I was thinking a moment ago. <laughs> but I, I, you know, I, I don't want to sound like the film isn't interesting or worthy of your time. I would recommend the film. I would heartily recommend the film, actually. It's it's good company for not for the 90 minutes that it that it that it's in your company with and i think it if i'm honest it's never going to be a film that i that i think at the top of my head and go yes that was absolutely brilliant equally um i, I have a warm-hearted feeling to it i'm going to give it three disembodied crombie heads it's it does its job very well and regina hall is fantastic Okay, three disappointed crombie heads. For myself, um, I think I agree with all those sentiments. We're, we're in agreement as the year mm. comes to a close. I think Regina Hall is a really good lead character, carries the film, if you like, um, very well. You, you completely bought into the character of Lisa Conroy. Um, and the supporting cast, again, they some of the characters are quite um, broadly drawn, but you believe in them all. And, mm. uh, and they're all entertained to be around. Again, it's, it's, it's an entertaining 90 minutes. If anything, like I say, you, you feel a bit, lost because you're thinking is this end like this and sometimes is this it that's just life life sometimes (laughs) just up to the end of the day um so yeah it's it's it doesn't get my my heart racing and it doesn't you know kind of um think oh i just had to see the next scene but you were you ambled along quite nicely and i was i was i was okay with what happened but it 
I probably wouldn't return to it thinking I'd like to watch that again. But that said, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, and rec- I would recommend you watch it it's, uh, if you have yeah. the time to see it. I'd give it three decent body comrade heads as well. So I like this uh, damning with faint praise. I, it, I was okay watching it. <laughs> <laughs> Considering some of the things we have watched, okay, yeah, that's good. I'd take. I mean, it's it's a hard one. It's a hard one to really talk about because I would recommend it, but actually, if I was with a friend and they asked me to recommend a film to them, yeah, I probably wouldn't recommend Support the Girls. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's like you would I wouldn't like press this DVD in someone's hand saying you might watch this, it'll change your life. No, but if it's on, if 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 it's on. If, if it was odd, you'd watch it. <laughs> so we're really you might not. You might be film. tired. In which case, I'd recommend just go to bed. But <laughs> but if if you were if you if it was if you're chosen not tired and have nothing else. To watch. If it was chosen as a discussion point for a podcast that you were involved in, <laughs> you're not going. To, you, you know, it's not going to be a terrible ninety minutes, is it? Oh dear, this poor film. It is so hard to find the right words to describe. <laughs> yeah. in what think it doesn't. It doesn't deserve that negativity, does it? it but equally, it it's doesn't. never something that you're going to to talk about. No, no. Really? Oh, I watched this fantastic film. It's called Support the Girls. What's it about? It's about a group of, of um, girls who work in a, a, a sports bar called Double Whammies. And what happens in it? Well, it's, it's, it's more about their interactions with each other. Yeah, such as, well... <laughs> I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but it was good, right? You enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed really, Yeah, I did enjoy it. Yeah, I did enjoy it. Well, should I watch it then? Well, I have you seen Paths of Glory? What's that? <laughs> Do you know what? Where you'd get recommend this in five years' time when Regina Hall is picking up an Oscar. Uh, because yeah. because yeah. not she's, she's guaranteed one, but she could easily find the role to fit her. Oh, we, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Win that Oscar, and then you'd go. What's she done in her early career? I'd like to be, or, yeah. or at least early career, several years earlier. What did she do? I, I'd just see a Regina Hall vehicle, and you'd go back and watch it. Um, you'd, you would watch this actually, yeah. And and it, what, what what you know, people that may, may not know Regina Hall might go back and say, oh, support the cause. What's that about? And they'd watch it and go, I can see why she won an Oscar. She's yeah, a very yeah. very good actor. And when Haley Lee Richardson gets cast as the next Marvel superhero, Squirrel Girl, <laughs> yeah. or something, you'd think, yeah. oh, what's what's her early work? Let's have a look at that. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah, so that, that that's that's the best we can offer for support the girls. Yeah. But not in, great, and not you will enjoy yourself. You will yeah. enjoy yourself. Yeah. And it's ninety-one minutes. What are you complaining about? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's true. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Even before you know it. However, <laughs> 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 oh, speaking of things that will be over before you know it, the, the, that does not apply to uh, the the fifth season of Weekend at Crombie's no. because we've got, uh, dear listener, we probably should have trailed this at the beginning. There's some special news for you, but if you've made it this far, you will be rewarded because yeah. you may have thought you listened to our our spin-off series last year, Weekend at Crombie's Two: The Legend of Crombie's Gold, when we looked at the four David Fincher films. Yeah, you probably we... thought to yourself, oh, "That was amazing." Why didn't they continue that? Why didn't they get that with a big? Why didn't they get themselves organised to do that yeah. again? Well, dear listener, we haven't been organised, but we have done it again. <laughs> <laughs> We've been we, keeping we, it a secret from you all we, year. We've probably dropped it so many times in previous yeah. podcasts, but uh, but it's a secret that's not going to be revealed because we enjoyed it so much, we decided to almost double our workload, which is why we're now releasing it in the last months, of the last week of the year, because we really got pushed up against it. Yeah, and uh, that's another reason why this particular episode of Weekend of Crombies is less than an hour long, because we can't stand each other anymore. We've spent so <laughs> long in each other's company in the last few weeks it's just too much it's been like the team's call for work that never ends <laughs> <laughs> but james would you like to tell them what the theme of uh, of weekend of crombies 2 the legend of crombies gold part two is oh, crikey well look if this isn't exciting i don't know what is um 
picture the scene you fast asleep and little dream just enters your mind and you think to yourself what i really want to do is watch not one not two or three or four or five certainly wouldn't want to watch six maybe seven yeah i want to watch seven films by rob reiner but who is this rob reiner why were his seven films so uh, so worthy of note well then you'd you'd wake up in a cold sweat thinking oh my god i've got to watch seven films by rob reiner who is rob reiner and then you'd search out those seven films and you'd realize that the first seven films that rob reiner made were this is spinal tap the sure thing stand by me the princess bride when harry met sally misery and what's the final one <laughs> a few good men you were doing so well a few good men that was i kept thinking all the president's men it's not that wow yeah, those, sound, those films are belters and a, come on, how could one on. director on his debut put out seven films of that quality each yeah. one so eclectic in style and yet so successful in its audience and critical acclaim indeed and also pretty much released one year after each other for seven years i mean th- has there been a finer run Absolutely. Bang, bang, bang. The Rob Reiner run, and yet so unknown because you say Rob Reiner's people, you get a blank look. You do. You do. You say, oh, who's your favourite director? Oh, it's Scorsese, isn't it? It's, oh, I, I do I do like a bit of David Lynch. I mean, personally, for me, it's, a, it's Kira Kurosawa. No one says Rob Reiner, do they? But they should. Maybe they, they should, will Because those now, seven films are incredible. But I mean, seven films. That's seven. Seven, seven different film podcasts. How would you have the time to listen to all those? Well, it's a good job that there's a Christmas holiday coming up, isn't there, really? <laughs> <laughs> and what better way to spend your Christmas holiday than yeah. to listen to one podcast a day? So over the Christmas holiday, <laughs> we will be releasing a podcast a day, uh, which I'm sure you'd like to spend the time listening because we, we in our usual brevity, not one of them is less than an hour 20. Oh, no. And also, you know, just, just be mindful. After a few days of the Christmas holiday, we all know we get sick of our family, don't we? Yeah. Uh, so you can just retreat into your study. I was going to say the toilet. All oh, the toilets, yeah, that's fair enough. Put your headphones feign, on. Feign constipation of, uh, you know, a surfeit uh, yeah. of turkey. Nip yeah. off to the loo. Stay there for an hour with your your, <laughs> your, your smartphone in your hand and your, your earbuds in. Listen to one of the Rob Reiner run and yeah. leave refreshed, if not if not <laughs> fully <empty>. evacuated. <laughs> but of course, that's not all, is it? That's There's not all. the end of year review, <laughs> which we haven't recorded yet. Because it's not the end of year. We have to have our New Year's Eve party when we record the end of year review. Oh, God. <laughs> we have to... <laughs> and but we've also got to do, we've also got to prep for Weekend at Crombie's okay. Volume 6, Episode 1, haven't we? Do we Do we announce what, what the new one is? Of course we do. When else are we going to announce it? Oh, my goodness. Do we do it at the end of year review? Well, I don't think that's a formal part of the canon, you see. That's do I, do I, you tell me I've got to think of something now. <laughs> you mean you hadn't? Oh, I've got, I've got I, I, I could easily. <laughs> I, and I will. Okay, you want, you want, should we go right into it? Should we learn what, what we're going to do? Do, okay, you asked for it now. <laughs> yeah. Our first film of season six, episode one, <laughs> Weekend at Crombies, will be La Grande Vadrule. Sorry, La Grande Vadrule. I've mispronounced La Grande Vadrule. 
La Grande Vadouille. La Grande Vadouille. La Grande Vadouille. La Grande Vadouille. <laughs> la Grande Vadouille. I think we've exhausted the point. It's La Grande Vadouille. Uh, oh, I'll, I'll text it to you. Yes, please. Because I don't, I'm going to sound a, a lot film. like Inspector Clouseau, aren't I? Oh, very, very sophisticated here. Ooh la la, yeah. Just don't forget that I was the first to choose a foreign film. You were? <laughs> Read my lips. Summer Loves. Summer Loves. Was that our first foreign film? Yeah. Well, I suppose you could break a Morant, you could say, was a foreign film, couldn't you? Because it's Australian. <laughs> you can never understand what they say. I mean, technically, Santa Claus the Movie was made in America. It's foreign. Oh, yeah. so I was the first one to choose a foreign film. <laughs> How do you spell Le Grand Vedre? Vedre, with a L-A. <laughs> Grand. Yeah, I got uh, that. Which is grand with an E. And yeah. Vadrule. <laughs> oh, hang on. Is it Charlie Chaplin? No. And no more should be said because we can't we can't deny our audience. The mask is how do you spell the drone? <laughs> is there an X in that? V A D R O U I L E. Vadrule. Oh, oh that's how you spell it. Yes. Yeah, Grandi Vadruli. Right. And now, having yeah. spent but, more time shush. on French pronunciation, we have on the entirety of Support the Girls, <laughs> yeah. uh, which is entirely moot because there's going to be eight podcasts between this one and the film we actually review. It's true, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, we shall. Yeah. We shall tell you to brace yourself and gird your loins and polish up your earbuds because, Indeed. my goodness, what a treat you have once you've oh. completed this, the penultimate weekend at Crombie's. You know, sometimes I wish that. I wasn't a member of Weekend at Crombies because I'd have that to look <laughs> forward sometimes. to. <laughs> I'd have that to look forward to. But it would mean that someone else would have to do the recording and no one would, would they? <laughs> no one could. <laughs> no one could. That's yeah, it. There you go. Well, I've done my big sign off now, James. So you're supposed to say good evening all, but you well, have I ruined it by adding <laughs> some more things, didn't I? I, was, I was, <laughs> literally, I teed up the ball and then you just picked it up and ran away with it. <laughs> good evening all. I've got a candied chocolate cocoa sweet. Delicious. Candied chocolate cocoa. Sorry, candied orange. A candied orange. You mean mean a Terry's chocolate orange? No, this is a fancy. Oh. This is fancy. This is a Christmas present I've opened early. (laughs) Yeah, well, it was just there. (laughs) <laughs> thought, oh, this will go well with a weekend at Crombies. Ooh. I thought to myself. Yes, chewing loudly on cat on that mm. microphone always goes down well. I thought I'm going to have that, and then I did. <laughs> <laughs> I've got two. 